Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar. We have with us on the line today, Brian Kelly. He is the founder and CEO at BKCM LLC. Welcome, Brian. Thanks, Juliet. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Absolutely. So why don't you go ahead and get us started with telling us a little bit about BKCM? Yeah, sure. So we are a cryptocurrency and blockchain investment firm. Uh, we have a couple different investment products. Our flagship is our master fund, which is a cryptocurrency hedge fund. Uh, we also run um, the RecShares BKCM ETF, which is a, uh, that symbol is BKC, and that ETF uh, is uh, invest, trades on the New York Stock Exchange and invests in global equities uh, that are deriving or spending material resources on blockchain and cryptocurrencies. Um, so anything that's supporting the ecosystem, anything that's involved in the ecosystem. Uh, and... Um, you know, we, uh, we, we also do some venture capital investing, some seed stage investing, uh, but intimately involved in the entire cryptocurrency and blockchain investment space. Wonderful. So you, you really are in the, in the heat of it. Um, how did you get bit by the, by the cryptocurrency blockchain bug? Yeah, great, great question, because uh, I was originally bit by the skeptics bug. Um, so my, my background is a, uh, I'm a global macro investor with a specialty in fiat currency trading. And so that's kind of how I stumbled across Bitcoin. Uh, but it took me about a year to really get bit by the bug because I thought it was a scam. I thought it wouldn't work. I thought it couldn't work. Um, I had all the preconceived notions that a typical uh, currency trader might have about what a currency needs to be. Um, needs to be backed by a government, needs to have an army, you got to pay taxes, all those things. So I had to break through those kind of um, those prejudices. And then finally, once I did about a deep dive for about a year, it really hit me, and this was back in 2013, uh, it really hit me that this was game-changing technology. It was going to change everything about what I do. It's going to change everything about financial services, my business, my industry, and so I better know a lot about it. I ended up writing a book in 2014 called The Bitcoin Big Bang, um, describing how this uh, in amazing technology was going to change everything, and uh, haven't looked back since then. Wow, quite a journey. So I guess I have to ask, you know, what was what was the tipping point? What really turned you from a skeptic into a enthusiast? A professional? It was it was the yeah, it, it was the understanding that um blockchain technology and the addition of cryptocurrency, the token part of it, disintermediates financial services. And when I it, it, this is more than just a currency. While the token is incredibly important to the ecosystem, the token plus the blockchain protocol uh, allows you to remove the middleman from a wide swath of financial services. And once I had that, once I understood that um, and really looked beyond just the currency, to me, I said, okay, well, what other industries have been disrupted? What other industries have been disintermediated intermediated by technology? And you don't have to look too far, you know, newspapers, uh, the post office with email, all of those things. And so I, you know, that to me, I said, well, this is disrupting the industry that I'm in, um, and this is going to be pretty important. Of course, and it's just got it's got so many 
different ways that it can be used. I mean, it's such a malleable resource. That's for sure. It, it's not um, just, it, it, it's more than just financial services. I mean, that's the angle and the lens that I looked at it through. Uh, but there's a lot of industries uh, that can use this technology, um, a lot of disintermediation that can go on. Um, and so that, to me, is why it has such, you know, such good potential as an investment. Absolutely. And, you know, I guess since you're an investment guy, you know, what, what kind of knowledge have you learned that would be helpful to, say, the average person who is who's looking to join the space? Uh, well, first thing you need to know with that is that you know, we are very early in this, um, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Uh, or maybe not a bad thing, but at least something to be aware of. Um, we a lot of the investment at this stage is very similar uh, to venture capital investing, and in that I mean is you're you're buying into companies that are just starting out or they're just pivoting to the space. Um, so that presents an opportunity because if you can pick the right ones and you can pick the right uh, players, uh, then you'll do quite well. But also, if you look at you know most venture capital. Uh, funds, the significant portion of what they invest in uh, don't pan out. And so, you know, investors need to be aware of that um, in the space is that it, this is, you know, this is the deep end of the pool when it comes to the, the risk spectrum. Um, and But along with that comes the potential for, for greater reward. Absolutely. And there's so, there's so many, um, I'm trying to find the right word, but those companies that are abusing the, the tokenization and the, and the blockchain idea for maybe not malicious, but just not great ideas. And that has got to be a little frustrating. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, 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 I've seen it before. So, um, you know, I cut my teeth on Wall Street during the 90s, during the internet boom. And I remember when companies would simply announce, hey, we have a web page, and the stock would go up 3 or 5%, and it would be insane. And, <laughs> and all they really did was have a, a splash page with their name on it, you know, and, <laughs> and people extrapolated that they're going to be this great thing. Um, so it is, it is part of any new technology cycle to get that. Um, I think that the regulators, uh, actually globally, but the SEC has done a great job of, of ferreting out some of the, the fraud um, that's been out there. So that's, you know, they've acted exactly what, a, what we'd want our regulators to do. But it certainly does take a little digging to find the, the good projects. To me, you know, we're, we're active managers. Our hedge fund is actively managed. Our ETF is an actively managed ETF. And, you know, because there is a lot of um, varying points of information, it, this space is really, really ripe for active management. And you don't think people have, have truly missed the wave. I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, well, you know, why would I even try and get in right now because I'm missing the wave or it's too complicated, I don't understand it. You know, what do you say to those people? I would say to them, if you look at other technology shifts, these are secular trends, long-term secular trends that mm -hmm. last generations. Um, so, you know, my view right now is that um, we are – the, the the blockchain cryptocurrency space uh, is very similar to what computers and the internet looked like in the 1980s. Um, so if you take that mm -hmm. kind of view and say what you know if you invested in Cisco in in the 80s and you invested in some of these kind of core infrastructure plays back then, um, you know you had 20, 30 years of a secular trend here. Um, so I, I don't you know my view is that we're not too late. My view is that we're still very very early. So let's go ahead and talk about the ETF a little bit. You've got um, 
a lot going on there. We do. The ETF <laughs> itself is global equities, um, so we can invest anywhere in the world um, in the equity markets. Um, we are skewed heavily, uh, about 40-45% towards Asia, um, and as well towards the smaller mid-cap area. And um, part of that is that you know our view, and, and we've been traveling around the world, we have people traveling around the world almost constantly these days, um, and what we've really noticed is that uh, the adoption of blockchain and cryptocurrency has really accelerated in Asia. Um, you know, here in the U.S., we hear a lot about the regulatory. Uh, we're focused uh, a fair amount on the price of Bitcoin, but the real adoption is happening in Asia. Um, and so as that adoption takes place, um, you know, we want to be, as investors, we want to be uh, weighted and exposed to that. So that's why you'll see some, you know, a lot of our positions are in Japan and some of the uh, exchanges in Japan, as well as some of the banking uh, system in, in Asia that's supporting this ecosystem and supporting that adoption. I'm just going to buy my Bitcoin. I'm going to hold it forever. I'm not going to try and trade. I feel like it's all... That's my strategy. I, listen. <laughs> I I I I think that's a great that's a great possibility a great great plan because you know trading is one thing and it doesn't matter if you're trading bitcoin soybeans or stocks if you have the ability to actively trade any asset class then fantastic uh but if you don't have the time or the ability or the skill to do that then there's nothing wrong with saying hey i'm going to allocate you know my, my what i always tell people is take 1 to 5% of your portfolio uh and put it into this asset class in some way. And the reason why I say that is because we're still very early. It's not without risk. And so, you know, if, if for some reason um, you lose one, that 1% to 5%, it's not life-changing. But if we are really early and, and we're looking at, you know, a 20, 30-year time frame here, you're going to look that 1% to 5% is going to be a very, very big portion of your portfolio in 20 to 30 years. So the risk-reward ratio is, is, in my view, one of the, one of the better out there. No, absolutely. And besides some things we covered, you know, what are some of the biggest things that you see people doing, biggest mistakes you see people doing uh, over and over again that you're just like, come on? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so I'll, I'll approach it from, from two sides. Uh, on the trading side, it's simply over-trading. You know, people mm -hmm. have this perception that being a trader, uh, you have to constantly be doing something. And, and one theme that we have here in my office on the trading desk is, you know, when things get crazy, most people say, oh, don't just stand there, do something. We say the exact opposite. <laughs> Don't just do something, stand there. So, you know, I would encourage people on trading side to make sure that they are um, not over trading. Um, in terms on the investment side, you know, the one, one thing that we always ask, we actually kind of look for three things when we're investing. You know, number one is what's the team like? Um, number two, uh, are they solving a real problem out there? And number three is, does, could this problem be solved without blockchain? And so one thing that we see is a lot of people just attaching blockchain uh, to a project where it doesn't really need it, um, where a database might suffice. Um, so I would, I would encourage people to ask that question. Do I need a blockchain? Do I need a cryptocurrency to solve this problem? Oh, I love that because you're going back to to like your example about the website, just because something says we're using blockchain technology, woohoo! You know, it doesn't mean <laughs> it doesn't mean that it's it's good or that it even is necessary, and in the long run, it could be a hindrance. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the point. I mean, so I mean, a lot of these problems can be solved with just a really good database. A blockchain is simply a database, and there's it's actually a somewhat inefficient database, and in that inefficiency um, is a trade-off for security. 
So if you have a problem that, that you need some security, some level of security that's greater than you could do with a shared database, then yes, blockchain's possible. But yeah, I mean, just, just to throw blockchain at the end of it, um, I can't tell you how many pitches I get of, you know, first decentralized blockchain XYZ, you fill in the blank, um, they're out there, and they don't all need them at all. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, you know, I love talking to you, and I love you already, but uh, what else sets you <laughs> apart from other companies that are that are similarly doing something like this? Well, I, you know, I think our competitive advantage is, is um, there are a couple reasons. This space um, is a unique asset space, a unique space in asset management where it requires unique skill sets. So you need to have um, macroeconomic knowledge. You need to have capital markets knowledge. You certainly need to have cryptocurrency and blockchain technology knowledge. Uh, you, um, you, you also have to have entrepreneurial uh, knowledge. Uh, and so combining all of those together, to me, is what makes the investment process, you know, makes one of our, our investment process um, very strong and very robust. And everybody on our team, including myself, uh, possesses all of those skills. We've all uh, been entrepreneurs. We've all been in capital markets. We all understand cryptocurrency and blockchain. Uh, and we also all have had experience investing and trading um, macroeconomics. Um, so, I, you know, to me, that's really our competitive advantage is the team that we've assembled here. Um, you know, I, we've also spent, you know, I've been in this space very early. I was in 2013. I know most of the big players in the space. Um, that's certainly advantage um, in terms of um, being able to understand what the new projects are, being able to understand what's going on behind the scenes. Um, you know, certainly tapping that network of people is very helpful to us as well. Absolutely. And I can really hear your passion as well. Uh, with that experience, you do have a great passion for for this space and and truly believe in it. You're not just doing it because it's a buzzword, and that is that is no. definitely something that people have over their competitors. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, we we are we are true believers here that this is game changing technology, uh, and and it's just such an exciting space to be a part of. Um, you know, for a for a macroeconomics geek like me to be able to see these new currencies be born and, and how they're interacting and how humans be, react with it, uh, to me, is just endlessly fascinating. So, you know, intellectually very stimulating, um, fun because the space moves so fast, uh, and, um, and fun because it's new. As long as it's fun, it's good in my book. Um, That's right. So, That's right. <laughs> speaking of books, why don't you give me a little insight into the Bitcoin Big Bang? That sounds exciting. I like the title. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So that was written in 2013, 20, it was published in 2014. And it was really written as a um, beginner's guide to what this technology is and how it's going to change the world. The subtitle of it is, you know, how digital currencies are about to change the world. Uh, and so the concept was, let's take you from I don't know anything about it, and, and it also kind of documents my skepticism over it, uh, and then mm -hmm. how it, we moved through of, okay, I understood it. Now, what do you need to understand? What are the basics you need to understand? And then what are the implications uh, of that? And so the last chapter of the book is titled, Everything You Know About Business is Wrong, uh, and it really goes <laughs> into how this, how this technology could change business. Well, that is, that is fantastic, and, and I think that people can really resonate with that because this is such a, you know, a moving, evolving space. Everyone is either they're all in and then they're not in at all, and then they're, they're thinking they made the best, best decision, and they think they made the worst decision. It's just so polarizing <laughs> yeah. just within your own portfolio. 
Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, there is a lot of passion in this space. And, um, you know, it's the one thing that that kind of uh, perplexes me a bit about some, you know, major investors and major CEOs uh, not getting this space or, or even just saying this is, you know, this is this is uh, fraudulent or something like that. Um, you know, I have not really seen uh, I mean, I, I can't think of an investment or an asset class that people become so passionate about that a million mm-hmm. people sign up for a Robinhood app over a four-day period because they want to be involved in this space. I mean, I think just that alone, the fact that there's so much interest um, and so much passion in the space, if you're, if you're not seeing that and you're a CEO and you're ignoring it and you don't think that's real, then you're missing the picture. Mm-hmm. Well, it really stems from from fear, you know, either fear or laziness, because it, with with blockchain and with bitcoins and and tokens and all that, you really have to do your research and your due diligence. And people ultimately, you know, are lazy and they don't want to do this. Which then, you know, if they don't know what they're doing, it's going to create fear. So it's this big circle, and you really need to look at yourself as to why you're questioning what you're questioning in life in general, but also with this space. Well, that's that's an in, yeah, that's an interesting uh, perspective. I I would add or or put on uh, add to that is that um, you know the fear is because it challenges a lot of our beliefs. Um, our mm-hmm. challenges um, it challenges how currencies work. It challenges how organizations are formed. Uh, it challenges uh, the role of government or how we govern. Um, it's intra-governmental. Um, so it's it's a global asset class. We've never seen that before. There's a lot to the space beyond just the technology that is challenging to our to to what we've what we've learned. Absolutely, I, I think that that's probably why I'm so interested in it. Is it is it's global, and and what else do we have that is entirely global and is giving people freedom and opportunities that they really didn't have before, especially in countries that are you know underbanked or debanked and all those things. Right. You know, it's just it's such an incredible, you know, gateway to something that that could that could be great. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I remember back in in the 90s when, when Latin America was really expanding and everybody thought that telephone lines, landlines were going to be the big thing. And they simply just leapfrogged that and went right to wireless um, and, you know, very, something very similar is happening in Africa right now. People, you know, are a massive amount of people that are unbanked there. Um, people think that, oh, we'll just put in a traditional banking system, it'll work. But no, they're, they're switching to mobile mm-hmm. banking. They're switching to cryptocurrency type banking. Uh, and that's going to be life changing. You know, to have a bank account, we in the, we in the West and we in the, in the U.S. take that for granted uh, that you have a bank account and you can transact. But if you don't have that, that can be extremely limiting and, and, Giving that to somebody can be life-changing. Oh, entirely, entirely. Well, where is the best place to, you know, find your book and also to connect to BKCM and and start getting involved? Sure. So we, um, you can certainly come to our website, bkcm.co, recshares. Uh, dot com also has a blog that I write uh, weekly, and we'll probably be doing uh, a newsletter, um, and so you can get information there. Uh, the book is available at any bookstore or on Amazon, and I would say if you're going to read the book twice, please buy it twice so my agent gets paid. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I just have to repeat what you said uh, earlier because I love it so much. Don't just do something; stand there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's the mantra. Brian Kelly, thank you so much for joining us here today. This has been a great, a great conversation. Great, Julia. Thank you for having me. 
That was Brian Kelly. He is the founder and CEO at BKCM LLC. His book is The Bitcoin Big Bang. I'm Juliet Lamar. Thank you all so much for tuning in today to Future Tech Podcast. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.